Good evening. We are in the middle of discussing the halachas of brachas. We began last week to discuss the halachas of bread. What's considered bread, what's not considered bread. And we ended by saying that we would learn and discuss this week the area of bread called Pas Habobekisnin. Pas Habobekisnin includes a huge variety of bread products that in its initial, in the first instance, doesn't carry a bracha of Hamoitza Lechemin Haaretz and the after bracha of Habrichas Hamozen but rather as a bracha of Mezainus and a after bracha of Al-Hamichyo, Mi'en Shalish. The definition of what we're describing now is called Pas in Chazal. The word Kisnin is spelt Chaf, Yud, Samach, Nun, Yud, Nun, Kisnin. We're going to discuss when we go through the different explanations of what this Pas Habobekisnin is, We'll discuss the translation of the word kisnin in relevance to each, each definition. So pasa baba kisnin is a bread. It's a bread, and therefore it's called pas. It's a bread. Pas in Aramaic is bread. It's baba kisnin, and therefore it gives it a different halachas to normal eating of bread, whereas normal bread would be hamotzi lechemin oritz and and afterwards, if you ate a kezayis or kebetza, and from there up, pasa kisnin is mezaynus and alhamichyo. However, since it is bread, there are times when you will make hamotzi and bichas hamozen on pasa kisnin as well. And the basic parameter for that is that the reasoning, the reason behind why chazal said that on Passover Kisnin you should make Muzainis and not Hamoitzi is because Passover Kisnin is unique in the sense that one normally only eats a small amount of it. It's a type of bread that in normal circumstances one only eats small amounts of and therefore Chazal felt that we need to take it out of the description, the definition of bread and give it its own bracha, Muzainis and Alhamichyo. However, if a person would eat large amounts of pas habobikisnin, in the wording of Chazal, if there would be kaveya su'uda on pas habobikisnin, they would use it as the mainstay bread for their meal. Well, we will discuss that at length in the next year, Be'ez Hashem. We won't get there today, but we'll discuss that at length in the next year, what's considered kaveya su'dosan. It doesn't actually have to be as it sounds, but in the case of Kaveh Sudasan, then it will revert back to its real title of bread, and you would have to make a bracha of Hamoitzi and Bechas Hamazan afterwards. The same applies to Natila Sidaim. If the bracha of Pasababa Kisnin is going to be Mizainis, then there's no need to wash Natila Sidaim before you eat it. And if the bracha of Pasababa Kisnin is going to be Hamoitzi, then you do need to wash beforehand. So we need to get clear in our minds, very clear to what is Passover Kisnin. And then once we've understood what Passover Kisnin is, then we'll be able to discuss at length the concept of Kvea Suda when the Passover Kisnin will change from being a Mazoinus to a Bichas Hamaiti. Passover Kisnin in Halacha, though in, in the Gemara there's more explanations to it. In Halacha, there's three explanations to pas habobekisnin. How to translate the word pas habobekisnin, which means bread which comes bekisnin, with kisnin. How to understand the definition of this bread? The Shulchan Aruch quotes three different opinions in the Rishonim. The first opinion that the Shulchan Aruch quotes in Simach Kuf Samaches is the opinion of Rabbeinu Hananel and the Aruch. Rabbeinu Hananel and the Aruch were very, very early Rishonim, right at the beginning of the period of the Rishonim. And they understand pasabobakisnin to come from the word kiss from a pocket. So pasabobakisnin means bread that comes like a pocket. So in other words, says Rabbi Nachananel and the Oruch, 
any bread that's baked, filled with a sweet filling is considered pas habar bekisnen. The definition of it, of kisnen is because it's filled. Something filled is like a pocket. So if you take bread and I fill bread, and now here when we're talking about bread, we're talking about real bread. I take flour and sourdough, a normal piece of sourdough bread or normal loaf of sourdough bread. And I open it up before I bake it and I fill it with sweet filling. That's called Pashabob Kisnin, according to Rabbein Hananel and the Oroch. It's bread, filled bread with sweetness. And we'll go through the different parameters of that a bit in, in a moment. But that's the definition of Pashabob Kisnin, according to Rabbein Hananel and Oroch. Filled bread, pocket. The Rambam, who's a bit later in the Rishonim, he has a, a different understanding of Pashabob Kisnin. He understands Pashabob Kisnin to be dough, any dough that's been kneaded, not with water, as normal bread dough is kneaded with, but rather with a sweet fruit juice or wine or honey or milk, some other liquid other than plain water, which, of course, if you're going to knead your dough with fruit juice or wine or honey, then the dough is going to be a much sweeter dough than if it's just a plain sourdough bread with flour and plain water. That's how the Rambam understands Pas Habob Kisnen. It's a sweet bread. And you can begin to understand a little bit the first opinion, Rabbein Hananel and Oruch, if it's filled with a lot of sweet sweet uh, filling, or come to the Rambam where you've made this bread and it's sweet bread because you've, you've uh, kneaded it with mayperis or wine or honey, it's going to be very sweet. Sweet things are not eaten in abundance. They're only eaten in small amounts. Well, they should be anyway. They're only eaten in small amounts. And since it's eaten in small amounts... Therefore, Chazal took it out of the category of normal bread and gave it its own category called Pas Habo Bekisne. According to the Rambam, the reason why this type of bread is called Pas Habo Bekisne is not clear. Perhaps the Rambam understood it like Rashi understands, that this type of bread was often eaten with nuts. It was brought together with nuts and other foods after the meal. And the nuts are called Kisnin. In the, word, in the wording of the in the wording of the Gemara, kisnin means kisnin means nuts. So pas habob kisnin means bread that would often be eaten as a snack together with some nuts or some of these uh, uh, types of foods that would be brought after the meal as a uh, not as a dessert, but even as a dessert or past dessert, just as a, a a snack which is handed out after the meal. And that's how the Rambam understands pas habob kisnin. It's a type of bread which is sweet. And they've eaten together with nuts and things like that. There's a third opinion in the Shulchan Aruch. That's the opinion of Rav Haigon. This is already an earlier. The Rav Haigon was right at the end of the Gaonic period. So he was almost a transition stage between the Gaonim and the Rishonim. And he understands Pasababa Kisnin. The word Kisnin comes from the word Kasisa. Kasisa means to grind. A type of bread that was hard and needed to be, was brittle and needed to be chewed and ground by when, when you were eating it. Any type of hard bread would be considered pas habar bekisnin, according to Rabbein according to Rabbein Haigon, and you would have to make a mezonis on it and not hamotzi, because bread, which is eaten as, as the mainstay of a meal, is always soft. You eat it together with your food. It's a soft bread. Hard bread is not normally considered something that you would eat as the main bread of your meal. You may snack on a hard bread, but you wouldn't use it as your mainstay of the meal. And therefore, Chazal understood that to be a type of bread that's different to normal bread. You don't usually use it as the main bread of your meal, and therefore a snack is considered a snack. And, t- and Chazal took it out of the category of normal bread and said you should make a bracha of mezonis and an, an after bracha of al So that's the Shulchan Aruch quoting three opinions. Three opinions in the definition, in the understanding of what Pas Habob is. Lahalacha, how do we paskin? Which one of the three do we paskin? And that the answer is we paskin like all three. We paskin all three. So any type of bread that fits into either of these three categories, whether it fits into the category of bread which has been cake baked filled, or it fits into the category of bread which has been kneaded with honey or wine or mayperis, or it fits into the category of bread which is hard, is considered pas abobikisnin. And then the broch would be mazainus and rather than Hamoitzi and Bichas Hamozin. Whether we paskin like these 
all three opinions because we're not sure which one is the correct halacha or because we actually understand that all three to be correct and they're just three different examples of what Pasababa Kisnan may be is something we'll come back to a bit later when it's relevance to eating cake in a meal. What bracha do you make when you have cake in a meal? Do you make a bracha or do you not make a bracha? If you you have a uh, spaghetti afters, I don't know what, you know, some sweet spaghetti or some sweet uh, uh, lakshan kugel for afters, you would make a mazonis on it because it's not part of the main meal and it's a snack and then you'd have to make a mazonis on it. If you had cake as afters, would you make a mazonis on that or not? We'll come back to that a bit later. The relevance, that's relevant to um, the understanding as we've just discussed, whether all three opinions are Definitely halacha. All three opinions are halacha because we're not sure which one is actually correct. So that's the background to pas abobikisnin. What's considered pas abobikisnin? We're going to go through each one and analyze and understand each of the three opinions in Shulchan Aruch, and then give you the examples of what's called pas abobikisnin according to each one of those opinions. So the first of the opinions, as we just mentioned, is bread. Bread that's been baked, filled. Now, again, I'm going to stress this again because it's going to be relevant to halacha later. The basic bread of chazal is a sourdough bread. It's a bread without any additives to it at all, other than flour, water, and your natural yeast. It has no other additives to it. And whenever we need to compare, which we will do later, to bread, we need to compare it to a sourdough, a piece of plain sourdough bread. Our bread that we buy in the shops has oil in it, has sugar in it, it already has additives and is somewhere in the in the category of pasabobakisnin. Whether it actually meets the criteria of pasabobakisnin or not, we'll see as we move along. But it's not what we would call plain bread. Plain bread is a plain piece of sourdough bread. It has no taste other than the taste of the grain inside it. So, pas habobikisnin, according to Rabbein Hananel and Oruch, is I'm taking a plain bread and I bake it in the oven filled with a filling. That filling will be a filling of honey, sugar, nuts, shkedim, almonds, fruits. It makes no difference. Something sweet. If I fill my bread with something sweet and it's evident when I eat the bread, that it has a filling inside it. I can taste the filling in the bread, which you naturally will. If you take a, take a sourdough bread and you put it in the oven filled with something very sweet, when you start eating that bread, the bread will have a taste of, this, of the sweetness of the filling in it. And therefore, that's considered a type of bread which is sweet, only eaten le quinoa chasuda. It's only eaten as a at the end of a suda to help you wash down the food. You only eat small amounts of it. You don't eat large amounts of sweet bread. And therefore, Chazal removed that from the category of bread, and it's considered a pas habar b'kisnin, a mezainus, and the bracha would be, after bracha would be me'en shalish, would be al hamichyo. So an, a modern example of pas habar b'kisnin, and though it's very difficult to actually find modern examples as we go along, you'll see why. I'm going to give you a, sim- a, s- a simple example. It's not quite correct, because the pastry is not the pastry that Chazal are talking about, and the pastry itself for different reasons, will be considered pasabar b'kisnin. But the concept would be, for example, a strudel. You take a dough and you f- fill the dough with fruit, sweet fruit, with apple, with honey, with sugar, with raisins, whatever you like, and you bake it in the oven filled. You now have a pasabar b'kisnin for the simple reason that you've baked a dough with a filling inside it. Now, I know that the dough of a strudel is a, is a flaky dough. It's not a bread dough, but the concept of the filling is the concept of the filling of a strudel. You have a dough filled with a filled with a sweet filling. That's Passababa Kisnin the Contra Bain Hananel for the simple reason that it's filled. It's baked filled. You don't eat large amounts of Passababa Kisnin. You really shouldn't eat large amounts of Passababa Kisnin. It's not good for you. And therefore Chazal understood that and took it out of the common category of bread and gave it its own category of Passababa Kisnin. If I make a meat pie or chicken pie, and again, when we're talking about meat pie or chicken pie, we don't mean modern day meat pies or modern day chicken pies. We mean a meat pie that was made with a bread dough underneath and a bread dough on top. And inside you put your meat or your meat filling or whatever it was. That is a discussion in halacha 
whether that's also called Pasababakisne, or is that considered bread? We paskin with regards to that machlekes, with regards to that discussion, we paskin that meat pie, if it's made with a bread dough on top, with a bread dough underneath, and meat inside, it's considered bread, because meat is not is always considered a subservient to the bread, not bread subservient to the meat. When it comes to something sweet, then the bread is only there to accompany the sweetness. The sweetness is what you're really eating here. But when it comes to a meat pie, you primarily want the bread, and the meat is an accompaniment to the bread. And therefore, we consider that a normal bread. We don't consider that pas habarbakisnin, despite the fact that it's filled, but it's not filled with something sweet. It's filled with something savory. And therefore, we consider it a bread, not a pas habarbakisnin. And on a meat pie, if it's made with normal bread, you would have to, normal dough, you would have to make a brach of hamoitzi and brichas hamosin. Our meat pies today are usually made with a different type of pastry. The pastry itself is not considered a bread pastry. The pastry itself would probably be considered a Passover kissing and therefore doesn't come under the category of bread. But if we're looking at a bread, if I took a yeast cake and I filled it, a yeast dough, and I filled it with meat and I baked it in the oven, then on that I would probably make a bracha of hamitzi lechem If I made some sort of meat snack, I took a small amount of dough, even bread dough, and I wrapped it with small amount of meat inside it. So what the Mishnah Bura calls rekiking ktanim, mu'urav and ksas boso. Small little, uh, small little, um, crackers, but made out of bread dough, filled with meat. Now that's not made as the main stay of a meal. That's something which you will bring as after the meal, as a, as a kinoa chasuda, as a, a, a something as a, a snack at the end of the meal. And therefore that we consider that pasabar bekisnin. And even though it's made with a, bread dough, and it's also filled with meat, which is savory, and it's not a sweet filling, but since the concept of it is still a snack, and it's a snack made in the form of a kisnen, in the form of a pocket, and therefore we consider that possible of a kisnen, and you'll make a bracha of mezaynes and shalish rather than a bracha of hamoitzi and bichas hamosn. Now, when we talk about possible of a kisnen, we're defining the bread. We're saying this type of bread is considered bread that doesn't need a bracha of hamoitzi before it and a bracha of bichas hamazan afterwards. And therefore, if I make a bread with a sweet filling inside it and I take it out of the oven and for some reason I empty, I, I, I remove the filling from the bread. So I now have bread which has been baked with my filling inside it. But I took out the filling and I'm only eating the bread on its own. That's still called pas because that's bread that's been baked in the oven with a filling. It's defined the bread as a non-bread entity now. It's now become a bread of barbekisnin, a bread baked with sweetness inside it. And therefore the bread is defined as prasa barbekisnin. And even on a bread alone, I would make a bracha of muzainis and alhamichir afterwards. Could I ask a question, please? And the reason for that is because one doesn't normally eat bread at a meal which has been baked with filling inside it. Even the bread on its own is not normally eaten as the main bread of a meal when it's been baked with a filling inside. And therefore we consider it passable bekisnin and we make a bracha of mezonis. Excuse me, ask something. If I, however, would bake bread as normal bread, I would put my bread in the oven as normal bread. And then when I take it out, I would fill it. So, for example, a pita. If it's a, a pita, which is not, which is hamoitzi, we'll come back to why pita may, may not be hamoitzi a bit later. But let's say a normal pita, I've baked it as a normal bread. I then fill it with whatever I fill it with, sweet, savory, it makes no difference what I fill it with. The brocha on that would always be hamoitzi because that bread is bread. The fact that I'm now eating it with something sweet doesn't remove its status of being bread. And if it's considered bread, and I would make a bracha of hamoitzi and bichas hamazon afterwards. The only time filled bread is considered non-bread in the sense that it's past habar bekisnin is when I baked it filled. So I take a bread dough, a bread dough, and I bake it filled. Then I would consider that past habar bekisnin. Okay. Under the category of past habar bekisnin of Rabbein Chanan and Aruch would be most yeast cakes. Now many yeast cakes. What we would call kuchen or, or, or yeast cakes. Um, not sure what else, what, what else they call it in the, uh, in the, um, babkas, different, different people from different backgrounds call it different names. They are primarily yeast, plain yeast dough. It's a normal bread dough. Some people make the bread dough with 
fruit juice, we'll come back to that a bit later, but even if you made a normal bread dough, you made it as a bread dough, and you filled it with sweet with sweet filling, which is what we do, we put in chocolate and sugar, loads of chocolate and loads of sugar, and oil, and you mix it inside, so there's a, there's a, a filling, quite a thick filling of, and, and very much a filling that will affect the taste of the whole bread, and I then bake that in the oven, I now have a filled dough, a filled bread, the brochure will be mazonis. Because I have a pas, habo, bekisnu. Or if I fill it with a cinnamon filling or whatever filling I fill it with, the, if the filling is, is enough that it actually affects the taste of the actual dough itself, which is what a normal yeast cake would do, then that would be called pas, habo, bekisnu. I have a bread dough, which is a baked, filled with sweet filling. I don't eat a lot of the yeast cake. You eat a piece, two pieces maybe, you don't eat much of it. And therefore it's considered passable because that the brocha would be mezoinus and not a moitzi, despite the fact that an actual dough may be the exact same dough that you would eat and bake as your bread. So that's the first opinion of passable kisnin. And we've covered some of the different types of passable kisnins under that category. Second view of passable kisnin which is the Rambam's opinion, and probably the most contentious of the opinions of Passabobo Bekisnen, in, in practice, the most contentious. And that is, as the Rambam says, any dough which has been kneaded, but not with water, not made as a dough using water as your liquid medium, but using mayperus or wine, fruit juice or wine or honey. By kneading and creating a dough using fruit juice or wine or honey as the medium, then I've made my dough into a sweet dough. It's not a normal savory bread like the bread of a sourdough bread, but it's a sweet bread. A sweet dough is not considered normal bread. It's considered pas habobikisnin. Now I'm going to sidetrack for a moment here, something I think we have discussed in the past, because just in case somebody might misunderstand me, when I talk about May Paris fruit, fruit juice, I'm referring to something which is pure fruit juice. Most fruit juices that we buy in the shop today, not most, a lot of the fruit juices that we buy in the shop today are fruit juices that are made from concentrate. Fruit juices made from concentrate means it's a, a concentrated fruit liquid, which is watered down with water. Now, if you're going to make a dough out of that, there's a huge discussion in the present day poskim whether that's considered making it with fruit juice or do you say no, since the primary ingredient in that fruit juice is water? Though it's true that when I make the fruit juice, I've taken the water out of the fruit originally, and I now just reinserted that fruit into the concentrate. But since I've reinserted the fruit in the concentrate with water, and the majority of the liquid inside this carton of fruit juice is water, that may not actually constitute fruit juice with regards to creating a pasta barbecuesnin. So if one is going to follow the second opinion and make a dough using fruit juice, then ideally, if you want, one, one wants to avoid controversy, then one should make it with a fruit juice, which is pure, 100% pure fruit juice, not from concentrate. Then I'm making it out of fruit juice, and I have now a, a dough which is mixed with wine or fruit juice, real fruit juice or honey, and that's a very sweet dough. There's a, a discussion and a disagreement in the Mechaba and the Ramah between Minik Sfard and Minik Ashkenaz as to the definition of a sweet dough according to the Rambam. We know that the Rambam means to say that if you make the dough with something sweet, your your liquid medium is sweet, then that's called Passabobo Kisnin. But exactly how much and how it has to appear afterwards is a discussion between the Rama and the Mechaba. The Mechaba says, I just need that the fruit juice or the wine or the honey is recognizable in the dough. That's enough to consider it passable kissing. So if I put a bit of sugar in my bread, if I put a small amount of honey in my bread, or I put a, a small amount of uh, fruit juice, I don't know the percentages, but I don't need a large percentage for my fruit juice or my honey to be tasted in my dough. I take a piece of bread, a sourdough bread, and I compare that to a piece of bread that's had some element of fruit juice or honey, you'll clearly recognize and taste somewhat the sweetness of the fruit juice or the honey 
or the wine or whatever it is you've added in order to make that dough. According to the Mechaber, that will be sufficient. According to the Mechaber, just being able to recognize the, the Meperis or the honey or the wine or whatever it is in the dough is, is sufficient to consider it Pasabarbakistin. The Ramah disagrees with that. And the Ramah says just recognizing the taste is not enough. But it's got to be, and I'm going to quote you the words of the remote because this is where the contention starts. It's got to be that the mayperis hu ha'ika. That the mayperis is the primary. What primary, we don't know. But it's the ika. It's the primary something. If the mayperis or the honey or the spices, because the Rambam says you make it with spices as well. That could also be Pasababa Kisnin. Or the wine or whatever it is, is not the ika. Even though the taste of the mayperis or the honey or the tablin is recognizable, the bread is considered normal bread and will carry a bracha of hamotzi and bichas hamazon. So we have a very clear difference here between the mechaber and the ramah. According to the mechaber, most breads today, maybe, and we'll have to come back to that a bit later, maybe considered pasar because most breads today are made with sugar, they're made with oil, and it's very you can clearly taste the sweetness in the bread. You compare that to a piece of plain bread without any additives in it, you'll see the difference. That would be called nika hamayperis. Nika, the, the recognizable, the, the sweetness which you've added into the dough, that would be called pasababakistin. According to the remote, according to Menik Ashkenaz, that would not be sufficient. I need to have that the mayperis, the dvash, the tavlin is the ikka. Now this brings us to the next discussion in the later Akhrainim. What does the Ramah mean when the Ramah says that the Dvash or the Tavlin or the Yayin, the Cholov, whatever it may be, is the Ikka? Do we mean Ikka in taste or do we mean Ikka in percentage of ingredients? The opinion of the Taz in the Shulchan Aruch is that it's got to be the Ikka in the taste, which means I have to have enough of my Mayperis or my honey or my Tavlin, fruit juice or whatever it may be, I've got to have so much of it in there that the primary taste is the taste of the sweetness, not the taste of the bread, not the taste of the wheat. When I eat a piece of bread, a plain piece of bread bought from any of the bakeries, then I'm primarily tasting the bread with a bit of sweetness to it. According to the Taz, it needs to be so sweet that the sweetness is the primary taste. The wheat is just the secondary taste. That's what the Ramah means according to the Taz when it says... That I need to have the mayperis or the dvash or the tavlin as the ikka, as the primary. Primary here meaning primary taste. However, there are many, many Akhrainim who disagree with this. And they understand the remote when he says ikka to mean primary ingredient, meaning I need to measure my ingredients. If I have a majority ingredient of mayperis, I have my liquid, and my liquid is made up of, the majority of the liquid is made up of mayperis, so 51% is mayperis, 49% is water, then that's considered ikka. I now have my mayperis as ikka, and any bread made out of that liquid would be considered pas abba bekisnin. And that's a huge difference in halacha, in practical halacha, whether I can actually make bread which is mazonis according to the according to the Ramah and the opinion of the Rambam, the Ramah's understanding of the Rambam nowadays. According to the Taz, I'd have to make it very sweet. It would be extremely sweet. And according to the other opinions, it doesn't have to be so sweet. It'll be sweet. It'll still be sweet. In comparison to normal bread, it'll be very sweet. But it won't be the mesikos, the sweetness, it won't be the primary taste. The primary taste may still be the flour, the wheat, the grain that's in the bread. But the sweetness will be very much an ikka. That means it's got a majority, 51% of that liquid is made out of that sweet mayperis or honey or whatever it may be. Therefore, we, this brings us to the practical discussion in modern day Poskim. Is there a concept of sweet bread? Pas habob bread. Is the concept of mazainus bread a real concept? Or is it not? Now you go buy to go to, to Carmelis or you go to any bakery and you buy Mazinus bread. It's a slightly bit sweeter than plain bread. Maybe a little bit more than slightly, a little bit more sweeter than, than, than plain bread. Very difficult to say that the main, the primary taste is the sweetness or is the primary taste the grain. It may be. 
It's very difficult for me to ascertain that. You need to eat a piece of sourdough bread. Then you need to eat a piece of mezoinous bread. And then you need to decide whether the primary taste of that is the sweetness or is the primary taste of the grain. Very difficult to know. However, according to those opinions, that as long as the fruit juice is the majority, 51%, then it's very simple to make mezoinous bread. And I don't need to worry about what it actually tastes like. It definitely tastes sweet. Whether it's the primary taste is the sweetness or the primary taste is the, is the grain is irrelevant to me. What's relevant is, did I use 51% of sweet liquid, of mepeus, of honey, etc., in the bread? If I did, then my bread would be considered mezoinous. And that's the basis for most, most mezoinous breads that are existing in, in our country, in this country here, and across the world, is because they're relying on the opinions that say that as long as you have 51% in your liquid in your dough, that means 51% liquid of mepeus in your dough, that's enough and that's sufficient to turn it and call it has habo bekisnin. And therefore, when you go to the shop and you buy mezoinous bread, or you buy mezoinous pita, whatever it may be, that is the basis for that bread. There are some opinions that we don't, not all of us follow that opinion, and many of us can disagree with that. There are some opinions that even bread, which is really sweet bread, and it does have the the ingredients of the Rambam, of the Ramah, of the Taz, it makes no difference. But if it's a bread, and it looks like a bread, and it's eaten as a bread, meaning it's eaten as the main bread of a meal, and you use it to make your sandwiches, etc., etc., automatically that's out of the context of Pasababa Kisnin. But that's an interesting opinion in Pasababa Kisnin. If you understand Shulchan Aruch in its simplest form, then anything that's made with liquid of Meperus is considered enough to turn it into Mazainus. Now, don't make a moitzi unless I'm Kavea Suda. Others hold that if it looks like bread and it's eaten as a bread, then you can, then you have to make a broch of hamotzi. Here in this country, we definitely do not paskin like that. The, the, uh, Kadassia and the London Basin do make Mazainus bread, even though it looks like bread. And they're relying on the simple understanding of Shulchan Aruch and they're disagreeing with this, this concept that if it looks like bread, it's considered bread. And they, they take any bread that has a Meperus inside it, 51% is considered a mezainus bread, and you can make a mezainus on it. Where there'll be no argument, for example, may be if you use a bridge roll. And this is interesting. The bridge roll is made out of, if it's made with 51% of liquid, and it tastes very sweet, and it's not, it's definitely not used as normal bread. It's definitely used as a snack. Then it could be, according to every opinion, that type of bread would be considered pas abo bekisne. But we're going to work with the plain understanding of the Shulchan Aruch and the opinion of most of the Paskin. The Pasabob Kisnin is, according to the Rambam, any bread that's the dough has been made with 51% of the of fruit juice or wine, and therefore it's sweet and it tastes and it tastes very sweet, may even be sweet enough to be considered the Tazis sweetness, we don't know, but that's considered Pasabob Kisnin, and therefore any that any type of bread like that will be a mazonis. Included in that category would be if you made yeast cake without a filling, but you made it with a very small amount of filling that may not be considered a filling, but you made it with 51% fruit juice, then that yeast cake would be considered passambal bekisnin and you make a mezainus on it. If I made a bread, plain bread, no using water, and I just added some raisins inside it, would that be considered passable bekisnin, or would it not? And the answer is that we do not consider adding raisins in as passable bekisnin. And therefore, in your purim, if you like to have your bread with the raisins inside, your challah with the raisins inside, that's not called passable bekisnin. That's called normal bread. And the reason for that is that the few raisins dotted around is not called mamula. So it doesn't actually. It's not called filled. We don't consider that filled. We don't consider a pocket which has been filled. So therefore, we don't. Categorize it as Passover Kisnin according to the first opinion of Shokonorov. And it's not considered sweet enough that the dough is considered a dough like the Rambam made out of sweet mepeus because I've made a normal dough. I've just added a few raisins here and there. And therefore we can't consider it a Passover Kisnin according to the second opinion according to the Rambam's view either. And therefore we end up with a challah with raisins inside as being a normal bread with raisins and you make a brach of hamaiti. If I made a normal bread, a plain bread with water, the dough was kneaded with water, not mepeus. But after, as soon as it was finished baking, I would then dip it in some sort of fruit. For example, dip it in chocolate or dip it in a honey 
liquid or something, and, and it's now coated with this very sweet coating, that's not considered mamula. That's considered normal bread that I've coated. Normal bread that I've coated is considered hamoitzi. It's got to be mamula, or it's got to be kneaded with the liquid. If it's just added on afterwards, after the bread's been baked, that's not called pasabal bakisnin. That would be a normal bread, bread coated, maybe very sweet to, to eat, but it's actually bread, and I would make a bracha of hamoitzi, and I would make a bracha of Bechus Hamazon as the after bracha. Which brings us to something which is extremely relevant here tonight, because as tonight is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, and I wish you all a very good Chodesh, we have to talk about donuts. Uh, to go through the month of Kisle without understanding what broccoli you make on donuts would be uh, something that we, we just can't do. We have to understand what broccoli to make on donuts. Now, we did discuss in the previous year, for those who can remember, that any dough which has been cooked or fried may be considered a sophic. If I take dough, a belila ava, I take a bread dough and I boil it, I cook it, or I fry it, is a machlekes whether that's considered dough hamotzi, or do we say the cooking process changes and ruins the the definition of bread, the definition of lechem. When it's a dough, I have to take challah from it. I have a mitzvah challah. Therefore, it's considered a bread dough. It's challah. Now that I've cooked it, does that undermine the concept of bread and it's not bread anymore? Or do we say it is bread? And it remains bread since it was bread as a belila avo. And we saw in the halachal in the previous year that it's a machlokes in Shulchan Aruch. And the Ramah and the Mechabah say ideally one should not eat it outside of a meal with other bread, outside of, only together with other breads, not to enter into a Suffolk bracha. If that's the case, donuts, as we, just, we mentioned, and we said we'll talk about it this week, donuts is a bread dough, very much a bread dough, maybe even made without any mayperis, plain normal water dough, but instead of baking it, I fry it. So really, I should turn around and say that donuts is a sophic bracha. Is it hamotzi? Is it mazonis? However, the Taz tells us an extra chiddush here. Since I deep fry this donut, and I'm deep frying it because I want the dough to absorb the oil. And believe me, they do absorb the oil. I want the dough to absorb the oil. And when it absorbs the oil, then the oil becomes very much part of the dough and part of that bread. So I now have a bread that made with water as its primary base for the dough. But when it's deep fried, that, that oil will, will impregnate right away through the dough and change the taste of the dough. It will become a, a, a doughnut, which is an oily bread. Therefore, we consider that equal to being kneaded with outside ingredients, kneaded with mayperis. And the bracha of this pas- this donut is pasababa kisnin, and the bracha will be the bracha of mazonis. And that's interesting halacha when it comes to pasababa kisnin, that it's a slight deviation from the simple understanding of the Rambam, where the Rambam says it's going to be kneaded together with mepeiris, honey, etc. This hasn't quite been kneaded, but it has been cooked with so much oil deep fried that the oil really gets absorbed in the dough. It becomes now a dough which is primarily has oil in it more than anything else. Then we consider that a Passover and you make a bracha mazonis. However, as we said before, Passover kisnin can, is only mazonis when you eat it in small amounts. The larger amount, if you kaveh suda on it, which we will discuss, Bez Hashem, the coming shurim, what's called kaveh suda, if you eat a lot of donuts, and there's a risk when it comes to donuts, people eating a lot of donuts, then you would may need to wash and make hamotzi. If you made a donut which is oil-free, meaning you were on a diet and you didn't want to eat a fried donut, so somehow or other you made a type of a donut which you're going to bake in the oven, then that donut would probably be considered bread unless you made the dough with a majority of mayperis. If you made it with a majority of mayperis, that type of donut, a baked donut, would be considered if you made it with water, it would be considered bread. Even if you coated it with a bit of sugar afterwards and it tasted sweet, yeah, that would be considered sugared bread. But it wouldn't be considered a donut, which is mazonis. So I hope that gives you clarity so far in the first two opinions of Pas Habar We need to discuss now the last. We're running out of time tonight, but we need to discuss the third opinion of Pas Habar And that is the opinion of Rav Haigon, the opinion of the... the of Haigon, the, the later Gainim, and his view was that Passover Kisnen is neither 
whether when it's baked with a, as a pocket with with a sweet filling, nor is it passable because it's the type of bread that's kneaded with sweet liquid rather than water. But he calls pasabob kisnin something which needs to be chewed, something hard. Kisisa, something that has to be chewed and ground. And, and ground. So under the category of pasabob kisnin, according to Haigon, would be a pretzel, for example. Now, a pretzel is a dough made out of flour and water, which is baked to the point that it's really hard. Or it's fried to the point that it's really hard. Or biscuits, any biscuit. Outside of the concept of the biscuit being made with other liquids other than water. A biscuit is hard. It needs to be chewed. That would be Passover Kisnin. Technically, under this category of Passover Kisnin, should be matzah. Matzah is something which is hard. It's thin. It's hard. It needs to be chewed. It's not soft like bread. Our matzah is definitely hard. Maybe the matzah that is eaten by the Sephardim may be a bit softer, but our matzah is definitely hard. And therefore, our matzah, in its in, in the context of Rav Haigon, should really be mezayna, so it should not be hamotzi. The reason why we do make hamotzi on, on matzah is because definitely on the Yom Tov of Pesach, we use it as the main bread. And even throughout the year, many people use it as their main bread of a meal. And therefore, it's considered a type of bread that's real bread, even though it fits a category of Passover Kisnin of Rav Haigon, but since it's accepted as a bread which is normal bread and eaten as the mainstay of a meal so therefore it moves out of the context of the Passover Kisnin of the Haigon and goes back into the category of normal bread and we do make mezainus, we do make hamotzi on matzah there are some Sfadim who don't make mezainus on matzah at all, only on Pesach because Pesach then it becomes the mainstay bread, but the rest of the year they will only make mezainus on it because of this of Haigon because it's hard and needs to be chewed toast is not considered pasabar b'kisnin. Toast is normal bread that I toasted. So it was bread. Once it's bread, it's bread. If it's bread, it needs a bracha of hamotzi. If I then go and toast it, then it will be considered hamotzi. It's bread which has been hardened. Hardened bread is still bread. Pasabar b'kisnin is when the very original dough was made and baked in a way that it becomes hard immediately. And that's the purpose of that dough. The purpose of that dough is that it should be a hard end product. Croutons, for example. Now, let's just talk about croutons under the category of Passover Kisnin. Croutons, for example, depends. If I make croutons at home, and the way I would make croutons at home is I would take some bread, I would um, put a little bit of oil on it, cut it into little squares, put it in my oven, and bake it again till it becomes hard and toast and crispy. That, again, is like normal toast. It's bread, which is bread. I've just baked it a bit harder so it became toast. That would be a bracha of hamotzi. I would not be able to make a bracha of mazonis on them. And if, if I wanted to eat them outside of a meal, I would have to wash. However, the croutons that you buy, even the bread croutons that you buy in the shops, they are made out of with dough, in ter- cut into these tiny squares as a dough, and then baked as a dough in very high heat so that they should turn into these hard croutons rather than rather than baked as a bread, and then only afterwards baked secondary as a, as a crouton. So those croutons are primarily made to be croutons, not as a bread. So they're considered pasabab kisnin because they are hard. They may actually be pasab, they may actually not be bread at all because since they were baked as tiny little squares, we don't consider it the toyalechem. It might not actually have a form of bread on it and it may not, it may not be considered bread at all. The difference between bread, which is not bread at all, or bread, which is pasabab kisnin is if I eat a lot of them, if I'm going to munch my way through a whole tub, a whole uh, jar of croutons, would I need to wash for that or not? If it's considered paschabar bekisnin, I would have to wash. If it's considered a non-bread item, it doesn't have toyalechem, as we discussed in the previous year, then I wouldn't need to wash on that at all. I can eat as much of it as I would like. I'm not going to go through the halacha of eating cake in, 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 in the middle of a meal this week because we're running out of time. I would like to just run through some examples of Passover Kisnin, so you should understand the context of Passover Kisnin according to all three shitters. And as we explained, all three shitters are accepted in halacha. We're going to discuss in the next year, Mitzvah Shem, the, this question of whether they accept it as a Suffolk, because we're not sure who is correct, or do we accept them all as a definite vada, each one on its own is considered definitely Passover Kisnin. We'll discuss that in the next year, Mitzvah Shem, when we discuss Passover Kisnin in the middle of a meal. But now I'd just like to run through a list 
of a number of items that I've written down as examples of Passa Barbekistin. So an apple strudel will be Passa Barbekistin for two reasons. It'll be a Passa Barbekistin because it's baked, filled. It'll also be Passa Barbekistin because the flaky dough, the dough that's used for your apple strudel, is usually not made with just flour and water. It's usually made with oil and, and uh, margarine and other things to turn it into that flaky dough. And the, the majority ingredient in the dough is not water, and therefore we consider that Passa anyway. The dough itself we would consider Passa So apple strudel would be considered Passa for two reasons. The same with apple turnover, blintz and crepes. Blintzes are also made with a majority of oil and, and milk or whatever other ingredients you put in, and therefore we consider mazainus rather than hamotzi. Banana bread is a, a very interesting example where banana bread is not a bread. Banana bread is a cake. It's uh, definitely considered a cake. It's not considered a bread. It's made as a cake, and therefore the bracha on banana bread would be mazainus. Most biscuits are passabobakistin for two reasons. Most biscuits are passabobakistin because the majority ingredient inside is oil or margarine. Uh, sugar, etc. It's also Passa because they're hard. Hard is the third opinion of Passa Breadsticks that you buy in the shops would also be Mazainas for the same reason as we discussed when it comes to croutons. Breadsticks are made to be eaten as a snack. They are baked as sticks. The dough is turned into a stick and baked so they should come out hard like a pretzel. It's a hard and therefore it's considered a Passa because that meets the criteria of the third opinion of Passa the opinion of the Rav Haigon, as long as it's hard and needs to be chewed, that's called Passa Barbekistin. A calzone, which is again a type of a dough filled with even something savory inside, cheese, but the actual dough itself is made with a majority of other ingredients. It's not a plain bread dough. If it's not a plain bread dough, then it meets the criteria of the Rambam, the second opinion, and we consider it Passa If you fill the calzone with something sweet, it would then fill the criteria of the first opinion of the European Hananel. Uh, f- uh, something baked filled would also be called Passa but primarily calzones are filled with cheese, uh, which could be considered like meat, and therefore not uh, savory, not sweet, and unless the, the pastry is made with the majority of oil and other ingredients, it may actually be a mezotmi, but most calzones, the pastry is a type of a, a pastry which is made with other ingredients other than water, and therefore will be mezotmi because of the second opinion, as we've discussed. All types of sponge cakes would be a mezotmi because of the rambam. They're all made with other ingredients. The majority of the ingredients there is not water. I don't know if there's any water in it at all. Or the majority of it is considered oil and sugars and, and whatever else you're going to put in there, cocoa, whatever else you're going to put in, vanilla, and that's therefore all considered a Passa Barbekistin according to the Rambam. Crackers will be considered Passa Barbekistin, even though cracker may actually be made out of plain flour and water, but if we could be, it would be considered Passa Barbekistin definitely according to the third opinion because it's hard and needs to be chewed. Pancakes are also a type of a mazinus. It's made with flour, but the primary ingredient, the liquid ingredient is not water, it's milk or something else, and therefore it's considered Passa Barbakistin according to the Rambam. Croutons we've discussed. Croutons is, 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 depends what type of crouton, but most croutons you buy in the shop are considered Passa Barbakistin according to the third opinion as we mentioned above. Eclairs would also be called the Passa Barbakistin, would also be a mazinus because the eclair dough is again not made with water. The majority ingredient is, is other ingredients other than water. Matzah cracker is an interesting one. Matzah cracker is a matzah. And even though normally matzah we say the bracha should be hamotzi because we consider matzah to be a mainstay bread, but matzah cracker is not really a mainstay bread. You don't eat matzah cracker as your main bread of a meal. You may eat it as a snack, but you won't eat it as your mainstay. So even though on a matzah we would say hamotzi, on a small rekuzans or any other matzah cracker, we would make mazonis and not hamotzi. But again, you must be careful in all these cases not to eat too much of the pasababa kisnin, because Passover Kisnin has limits when you, when it turns from being Mazainus into Hamaitzi. Melba toast is another interesting one. Melba toast is baked as Melba toast. It's baked as a toast, meaning the dough is, is, is rolled very thin, cut into these small pieces, and then baked on high temperatures to turn it into a toast. It's never, to, never a bread in the first place. It's only ever baked as a toast, as a snack, and therefore we consider this a Passover Kisnin and you make Mazainus. All wafers, will be considered Passa Barbekistin for two reasons, or three reasons perhaps, some, depending on the wafer. It may be considered Passa Barbekistin because 
it's hard. Some wafers will be hard to eat. It's filled if it's baked filled. However, not all wafers are baked filled. Many of the wafers you buy in the shop with a vanilla filling or chocolate filling are actually only filled after the wafers baked. So then it wouldn't be considered Passover kissing according to the first opinion, but it would be hard and sweet. The actual wafer is made with sweet filling, with, with a sweet uh, liquid rather than with water, and that would be considered mazainas. Waffles is the same, as we said, pancakes would be considered mazainas. Cereals, majority of cereals are Passover kissing because they're not bread, even though a lot of them are baked, but they're hard or, or, or some other part of the process takes it out of the category of Bread is considered a passable bekisnin, and therefore we make mazainus on that. We will come back, Bez Hashem, in two weeks' time, Monday night, two weeks' time, to continue the discussion of passable bekisnin. We need to discuss passable bekisnin in the meal. Now, that's going to be relevant to the examples that we've given tonight. We went through all these examples, which categories they fit into. We haven't yet found an example of something which fits into all three categories. There is one item out there which in my view, does fit all three categories. And that's this, this, the Syrian, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called bakla. I'm not quite sure. It's a very hard pastry, which is baked, filled with very sweet nuts and honey. And the pastry itself is made out of sweet ingredients like the rambam. So it has all three categories to it. It's hard. You have to really chew it. It's filled with a very sweet filling, nuts and honey. And the actual pastry itself is made with a liquid other than water. It's made with a sweet liquid. And it's extremely sweet. You can buy it in the shops here sometimes. And you, when you do eat it, you'll realize that that type of thing cannot be eaten in large quantities. It's uh, very hard to eat in large quantities. It's something you'd eat as a snack at the end of a meal. One, two, if you're lucky. Very small amounts. That would be considered passable kissing according to all three opinions. Not most other cakes will fit one or two opinions, but very few will fit all three opinions. The re- why I'm stressing that now is because it's going to be relevant, Metz when we come back in two weeks' time, to, to understand Passhabobakistan, eating cake as part of your afters. So you have a chocolate cake or a chocolate souffle or something at the end of your meal, which is which would normally carry a brach of mazainas. Do I make that mazainas? when I'm having that as part of my meal, as the afters of my meal, when I would normally make a bracha on my afters, we're not not, uh, discussing if you consider afters part of the meal. But if afters, and we're talking about an afters, which is definitely not part of the meal, it is nothing more than an afters, it's a dessert to help you wash down the food and to to clean the palate or whatever it may be, then I would make a bracha on it. Would I make a bracha on Passover Kisnin? Would I not? We'll come back and discuss that in two weeks' time as a continuation. And then we'll move on to discuss the halachas of Kvir Suda, what the amounts of Passover Kisnin, how much can I eat, how much can I not eat. When I go to a Kiddush, Metzashem soon, back in Shul with Kiddushim, and we'll be able to go to Kiddush shop this morning, how much can I eat at a Kiddush before I need to wash, uh, or how little do I have to eat before it becomes a problem. We'll discuss the Metzashem as a continuation of Passover Kisnin in the coming year. I wish you all a very good Kiddush, a good night, and everything should go well, and everybody should be gesund and healthy. I'm looking forward to seeing you back in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Good night.